Welcome to It Came From A Podcast. You're listening to our Star Wars Holonet, where we spread news about a galaxy far, far away and dissect it right from the comfort of planet Earth. The Force was strong with Star Wars this week. Yes, it was. Tons and tons of information coming to us from all over the galaxy. Uh, let's jump right in. Right, right in. Let's start with the latest news coming to us straight from D23. Club D23. The official... I don't, I'm not sure if it's the official theatrical poster, but it's definitely a D23 exclusive poster for The Force Awakens was revealed to attendees at the event during Disney's live-action movie panel. The poster's illustrated by the legend Drew Stusen himself, uh, he uh, he illustrated the theatrical posters for the special editions of the original trilogy, and for the prequels. He's also done Indiana Jones, all those big like Lucasfilm movies. He's done. Um, the biggest reveal from this poster thing that we hadn't seen before is John Boyega's character Finn. He's wielding a blue lightsaber, and it appears to be Luke's original lightsaber from the movies, the one that belonged to Anakin that he lost in the fight against Vader. I sort of wish they had his hand. Attached to it still. <laughs> he was just grabbing his a hand. Skeleton like, of it? That would have been great. <laughs> That'd be creepy. But maybe maybe it imbues him with like some more force powers or something. Yeah. So um it looks like Finn might be a Jedi after all, or will eventually become a, a Jedi or how do you feel about that? I don't know. I just like I said, I want to see more skeletons in Star Wars because for some reason we don't have <laughs> any. I don't know why why that is. That's my thought. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm okay with them not uh, not doing the skeleton hand. Let's probably rot it away somewhere at this point. <laughs> um, on the poster, we also see uh, Rey holding her staff, Kylo Ren wielding the, the now infamous cross lightsaber, and badass Han Solo in front holding a blaster up. So, cool poster. Um, some of my peeps at D23 have it. Maybe some of them will send it my way. Who knows? Hopefully, I can get it and hang it on my wall. At the panel, Lucasfilm also announced that Rogue One had officially begun principal photography. We talked, like, on Friday, and I said if there was anything big... I mean, granted, there was a lot of big things, but if there was one thing that I thought was going to be, like, absolutely going to happen was some kind of reveal for Rogue One, and they did it. Uh, they started principal photography. It's obviously being directed by Gareth Edwards. It tells the story of resistance fighters who have to unite to steal plans to the dreaded Death Star, and it's being released December 16th. 2016 have you seen the official still for this for this movie of course Sergio? of course i think everyone has even whether or not they know it, it or not i don't want to say that i'm more excited for this in the force awakens because that that'd probably be a little exaggerated but i am almost as excited for this movie as the force awakens i um i love felicity jones she's she's become one of my favorite actresses and the fact that she's heading this movie is is amazing um and just for those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen the picture, the picture looks like this band of like rogue rebels, and I think it looks like they're on the on the Masasi Temple in Yavin Four from the end of A New Hope, where the where the makeshift rebel base is, and they're kind of just it looks like they're going through their equipment, getting ready for some kind of a big party. raid or something, a party, a party. <laughs> 
a party to steal some plans. Um, Felicity Jones has like this, like, I guess it's like a, she reminds, it's a little Han Solo-esque, like very like band-aid kind of get up. She's got a leather jacket. She's got like a little bandolier on her hip. Just looks badass all over. Yeah, it's super um, gritty. They're yeah. all dirty. There's none of that clean Star Wars one to three kind right. of aspect of it. And um, I think what I, I I do like about it is that it seems like it's going to be um, a very gritty story, which is something that you know right. normally we're used to the very like there's so much going on and you get lost in the movies a little bit, you know, but, um, this seems like it's going to be a pinpointed, like, this is what happened for this part of that story kind of thing. And it's supposed to be shot like a, like a war movie in like the way that it's shot and, and in tone, which we haven't really seen for star Wars yet. So I think that just looking at this picture, um, it kind of, it kind of adds to what they're doing with, with the whole look and everything. So I am very, very excited for it. Um, yeah, same here. they confirmed a lot of the cast, I'm not going to go through everybody because there's a lot of people, but uh, basically the people we have in the in the picture are uh, uh, Felicity Jones, Riz Amid, Diego Luna, who I'm very excited about, Jian Wen, uh, and Donnie Yen, who you all know from IP Man or Ip Man, however you want to call it. So uh, Rogue One coming to you December of next year. Um, very, very excited. Yeah, same here. Today at D23, Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn announced that um, writer-director Colin Trevorrow, 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 I'm going to go with that. Trevorrow. He's going to direct Star Wars episode, not eight, but what? Nine. I, you know, I don't know how I feel about it yet. Like, I loved Safety Not Guaranteed was a good movie. It's a good little indie movie. Jurassic World was good, but do you think this guy has the chops for Star Wars? I don't know, dude. I think the I have an issue with having too many directors across all these movies, um, only because they're all new to the to the series. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I think they have potential to be extremely successful, but if there's a, a story that's being connected throughout, I sort of like when there's just one director that does it. You know. I understand why J.J. Abrams couldn't do episode 8 because they started pre-production in episode 8 while Abrams was still filming episode 7. Um, but I, I was really hoping that Abrams would kind of close out the trilogy and finish what he started. I know he'll be on as a producer and like in a consulting role, but um, I mean, Lucasfilm seems to know what they're doing. Kathleen Kennedy seems to know what she's doing. So if, if they trust Colin Trevorrow, I mean, who am I to say... No, I'm just I'm really really hoping for a good trilogy overall. Same here. I think it's one of those things that um, you know, you have to have hope. You have to have hope. <laughs> a new hope. So it is set for a release of 2019, and that's just like that's a few days away. Um, we have some quotes for you, <laughs> um, some delicious quotes. Colin is someone I've been interested in working with ever since I saw Safety Not Guaranteed, says Lucasfilm President Kathleen Kennedy. The power of the film paired with enormous success of Jurassic World speaks volumes about his abilities both as storyteller and skilled filmmaker. We are thrilled to have such a talent um, as Colin join our family um and step into the Star Wars universe, so they're happy about it. She, I mean, she so it says she trusts them. If she trusts them, I'll trust them. Yeah, I mean, the guy proved himself with that movie. That movie, I don't care what anyone says. Um, the cinematography was good. Um, the the overall story was something that audiences liked, and you can't say they didn't because of the numbers that movie pulled in. 
Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Trevoro states, uh, Trevoro, I'm going to say that, states, this is not a job or an assignment. It is a seat at a campfire surrounded by an extraordinary group of um, storytellers, filmmakers, artists, and craftspeople. We've been charged with telling new stories for a younger generation because they deserve what we all had, a mythology to call their own. We will do this by channeling something George Lucas instilled in all of us, boundless creativity, pure invention, and hope. So that is very... Yeah. It gives you the vibe that we're in good hands. Yeah, he basically summed it up. It's like, it's not going to feel like a job for me. Like, I'm I'm a kid playing in the playground with this awesome universe that I've been given the privilege and honor of of controlling. So um, it looks like, at least from from this, like he respects the material, he respects the universe, and he's going to... He's going to go out of his way to do the best he can with it. So, you know. But also important in, that he. In Trevorrow, I trust, I guess. Also important that he stated that it's not just him who's doing this. And it's very true. I think we tend to forget when someone directs that we have this idea that they do everything. But there's such. I mean, there's a big studio behind this. So there's a lot of back and forth to make sure that this is something that we as fans will love and adore and embrace. Absolutely. May the force be with Colin Trevorrow. Sergio, yep. there's a new Korean TV spot for The Force Awakens yep. released early this Korea. week. And then it went... <laughs> Korea? It went viral all over the internet. Um, we basically didn't see anything we haven't seen before. There's uh, some new shots from different angles thrown in there. The big thing was there is this... Uh, at the beginning of the trailer, there's this new shot of that rally... That first order rally that we see from the that we saw in the one of the previous trailers, yeah. But it's from the back, and you can you can kind of see the scope of of the entire first order like assembly, and it, it really really reminds me of the, that old footage and those old pictures of like those Nazi propaganda rallies. Yeah, it does. Um, it does look like which that. Is, which is really 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 scary and intimidating. But you see, you basically see the different battalions of uh, first order stormtroopers. Uh, Thai pilots, and then you can see all the way in the background to the right. You can see the new, um, the new ATST or ATAT fighters. They don't have necks, and the reason they don't have necks supposedly is because that was their main weakness in the original trilogy. This first order is a smarter uh, incarnation of the Empire, so they're kind of learning from their mistakes. They're evolving. That is a really cool, yeah, really cool little detail. You see the new Thai fighters, and it looks. I mean, you can see Captain Phasma there in the back, and I guess in the foreground. And then I, I think that's uh, Donald Gleason's character, General Hux, giving a speech during the assembly. So just a cool little tidbit from the new Korean uh, TV spot. Um, you, did you see? You saw it, right? Yeah, I did. But I, all I want to say is Korea. Korea. Entertainment Weekly must have done something right because they seem to be getting all of the exclusives for the force. That Week. money, dude. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. But this week, they revealed what the cover for their fall movie preview issue would be. Lo and behold, Star Wars was at the forefront of it. The cover for this issue is just... It's beautiful. It's a picture of Kylo Ren in the snowy woods brandishing his cross-hilt lightsaber. Uh, I don't know about you, but this picture just screams Star Wars to me. Yeah, and not only that, you get the, the vibe. Whether you know it or not, you get that kind of like old school meets new school vibe with Darth mm-hmm. Vader like you know like his 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 spirit his idea is like still alive yeah and we'll get into it a little bit later but from what we've learned about Kylo is that he is a huge huge Darth Vader 
fanboy. Uh, and aficionado, so. Huge fanboy. Yeah, huge fanboy. So, so in this, we got a lot in, in, the, in the issue, but we got 12 new images um, that we hadn't really seen before or we'd seen from different angles. So we're going to go through them really quick just to describe them really quick. The first one we have... Ray and Finn running away on Jakku from a First Order Stormtrooper. It looks like these Stormtroopers aren't going to miss. It's like the ones in the original trilogy. They look a little more, uh, a little scarier. We have the picture of Kylo, obviously, that we just talked about. Um, we have a picture of Finn running away from a downed TIE fighter. So it looks like this might be the beginning of the movie where he, uh, he was escaping from whatever battle and he crashed lines on Jakku. Um, we have a picture of Ray when she's first meeting up with BB-8, we're guessing. Um... She's freeing him from, like, the sack that the scavenger has. Reminds me of one of the kind of new incarnations of maybe one of the Jawas. It's not a Jawa, but it kind of has that, that spirit. Yeah. Um, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Uh, C-3PO with the red arm. What happened? Why does he have the red arm? Well, I think he's getting a paint job, and now. they stopped it midway. <laughs> he's getting, yeah, he's getting decked out. Uh, we have a picture of Kylo Ren. Um, I guess that's Jakku. He's got some stormtroopers behind him, and... It looks like he's pulling a Miami, uh, a CSI Miami, where he's he's walking away in slow motion. Putting on as sunglasses. Explosions is going on in the back. Yeah. In the background, yeah. We have a picture of uh, Donald Gleason, Gleason as General Hux, one of the leaders of the First Order. He's just there. He's wearing a jacket, but he doesn't have his arms to the sleeves. Just looking like a, like a badass. Um, Captain Phasma, who's Gwendolyn Christie's character, just you know, chilling with her with her like a villain. Her, her rifle just. Like, chilling like a villain. And we have uh, one of my favorite pictures. It's J.J. Abrams, the director, and Lawrence Kasdan, the writer, um, just chilling on the set, talking of, uh, I guess it's a Star Destroyer. Uh, we've got Poe Dameron, uh, who described himself as the best freaking fighter pilot in the galaxy at, at Celebration, walking away from his black TIE fight. Um, sorry, X-Wing. With the orange, uh, with the orange. We have... With orange, a little orange stripe. Um, we've got J.J. Abrams directing Daisy Ridley on Jakku. And we have Chewie We're Home, Han Solo, and Chewbacca. And that already iconic shot from the yeah, trailer. Yeah, I think that's the, by far the biggest shot that everyone—it's burned into mm-hmm. everyone's mind by now. So, I mean— Entertainment Weekly should have just called this the Star Wars issue. I mean, they should have an entire issue based on Star Wars at this point. Absolutely. I mean, they, they've, I, mean, I think, I mean, leaked the like, most. There's like five interviews, a ton of information. Um, it, it should just have been the Star Wars issue. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we got we got some insight from J.J., Kathleen Kennedy, and Lawrence Kasdan into the making of the movie. We get the origins of some of the new characters' names. Captain Phasma is actually an homage to the movie Phantasm, which J.J. Abrams loves. I thought that was a really cool. I love. By the way, I am a massive Phantasm fan. Like everyone, no matter I how know. bad they are, but one of my favorite horror films. <laughs> it's it's camp at its best, yeah, right? No, by far, yeah, and super confusing. So go watch it, guys. <laughs> we also learned that General Hux, uh, his name may have come from one of the walks that Abrams and Kazan used to take um, around the. Uh, the battle robot offices and they used to walk through cemeteries so there's they said that his name may or may not come from one of the tombstones in one of the cemeteries in the area which i thought was by the way creepy thing to kinda, do kind of creepy yeah but i guess if maybe if you're that person's family member you see them and you're like oh my god they got the, yeah. it's my my dead grandfather's name yeah creepy <laughs> <laughs> and uh they even peeled the mask slightly off of kylo ren we learned some crazy info about kylo 
There was a lot of speculation that Kylo Ren may not be exactly who they, are, they were making him out to be. And then J.J. said this. He said, he's a character who came to the name Kylo Ren when he joined a group called the Knights of Ren. Mm-hmm. Sergio, yeah. what do you think the Knights of Ren are? Um, clearly, Ren stands for Renegades. Oh. And that's that's it. I didn't think that's about that. So Knights yeah. of um, the Renegades. I wonder if they're like a maybe an offshoot of the First Order or just like a a splinter group of of Sith wannabes who are trying to they're trying to re bring back the ways of the Sith and and so it looks like like Kylo maybe a, a title kind of hard how Darth was like a, t- a a title maybe Kylo's a title and then Ren is I, obviously from the Knights of Ren. I think it's going to be one of those things um, where it's an order where they believe they're doing the right thing you know for the galaxy so to speak. But in a sense, it's to us, to everyone else, everyone that's sane, you know, it's the pretty much psychotic well, thing to do. And the best bad guys are always the ones that think that what they're doing is exactly. right. Exactly. And that's, that's something they discuss they're, as they're well. They're so justified in their conviction. So, yeah. mm, absolutely. And, um, you know, from what J.J. Abrams did say in the article, he's going to be a very multi layered character that we really haven't seen. He's very emotional. So, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of depth to him, you know, and we know that. That he was a Vader obsessive, even though he was born after Vader's death. He's very much aware of of the old Dark Lord of the Sith. To be honest, I think Kylo Ren is going to end up being a Skywalker. And most probably Han and Leia's kid. I think maybe he may be the new canonical version of what Jason Solo was in the Expanded Universe. He was one of Han and Leia's kids who began on the light side and ended up being on the dark side, and I still think that they, that uh, that Rey's gonna end up being Luke's kid. I don't know if you agree with me, if you think differently. You know, I the thing is, I feel like what you're saying has a lot of potential to be the correct thing that happens, but there's so much in me that doesn't want it to go that way, only because if you think about it, the first six films we see are pretty much all depressing. Like, they all end in ways that are like you know there's a slight amount of hope but there's always a lot of like uh you know what the there's always going to be a negative to all this stuff kind of thing so part of me does want to see something a little more lighthearted, or maybe like there's a tragic story attached to him that states you know this is why he went to that order and or you know that group um and, you know, maybe there's something attached to it that um, that makes it more than just these are the good guys, these are the bad guys. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, they, they bring it up in, in the article. They, they mention how at the story's core, um, they wanted to go back to George Lucas' essential original theme for the movie, which is what you were saying. It's, in essence, it's like the struggle between good and bad. Kathleen Kennedy even says the themes and ideas that we, that we all continue to talk about are the themes and ideas that were the inherent – that were inherent in the original movies. She says, we're looking obviously for aspiration for characters who are conflicted between good and evil, dark and light. So they're probably, if, if, if what we're saying is, is true, there will be some tragic reason why, why he went to the Knights of Ren. It'll be just, it'll be tragic. And, you know, Star Wars is based heavily on, on mythology. So um, you always have your, your tragic heroes who, for whatever reason, fall. And so I think we're going to see a lot of tragic stuff and dark stuff in these movies. Yeah. You know, we got some cool, other cool information. As everyone knows, Abrams was very reluctant to step into the director's chair because he was a huge massive fan, and he didn't want to screw it up. I mean, Star Wars is pretty daunting. You know, I'd probably feel the same way, but Kathleen Kennedy would not take no for an answer. Um, so she talked to him again, and she said, in the, co- in the context of talking about story and laying out what we were thinking, I said one thing to him. Who is Luke Skywalker? And he said, oh my God, I just got the chills. I'm in. 
Kennedy says, I mean, it was really almost that quickly. So who is Luke Skywalker? I was going to say, like, back in the direct. that gives you an idea of hopefully where they're going with it. But at the same time, we sort of know that Luke isn't going to be a main character in this movie, don't we? So I haven't said anything specific. I think we're only going to see Luke maybe the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. I think Luke will be a more pervasive force. I think Chewie's going to be on longer than he is. Yeah, I, I don't think because, yeah, it, it, from what we see in the trailer, it looks like Luke may be in hiding, um, like secluded somewhere. And I think maybe like these characters are trying to find him. Um, and I think they'll, they'll find him maybe at, at the end. And I, But I think... I think the, the big showdown or one of the big showdowns in episode nine is going to be Luke Skywalker versus uh, versus Snoke. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we'll see a lot of him in, in, in this movie. I mean, when we're talking about Luke Skywalker, we might as well bring up uh, there was a picture leak of Luke Skywalker from The Force Awakens. You see this thing, Sergio? Yeah, he's in his hoodie. He's in his it's like a whitish kind of robe. With his Jedi beard, just looking. The picture's taken from a photo shoot, but, you know, it's Luke Skywalker at the most Jedi-ish we've ever seen him. He's going to be a total badass. I cannot wait to see um, who Luke Skywalker is. You know what I, I guess we'll put it like that, right? What I love, by the way, is that if this was any other Hollywood film, they would have given him, like, 12 months of training to get as fit as possible. Because he's going to be, you know, he's pretty much playing like a Jedi, right? And a lot of minds of some Hollywood people, like, they'd probably be thinking, this guy has to be fit, six-pack, no fat at all, you know, like, this is this. But Star Wars has sort of a history with having their badasses not look what we consider to be fit in Hollywood, you know? And it is, granted, it is a loop that is... 30 years older than, than what he was originally in the Jedi. Um, they did hire a, a physical trainer for him and, and, and Carrie Fisher because they, they were yeah they were looking not as good as they vacation are now mode. before the movie started yeah filming. So he did get a little fit and he grew out the beard so he, he looks, you know, he I, I think he looks apart and I'm very excited yeah, about it. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's amazing what a wardrobe does, you know. We also got some really cool info about the state of the galaxy. So we know the Empire has morphed into a junta known as the First Order, while X-Wing pilots like Oscar Isaac's Ponamry now fly for a splinter group known as the Resistance. Princess Leia has come into a possession of the lightsaber, excuse me, once possessed by her father Darth Vader, and later lost by Luke, when Vader separated him from his arm during that Join Me duel in the Empire Strikes Back. That Join Me. Um, join this me. looks like the lightsaber that Finn has in that poster that we saw. So this movie, we know this movie is going to be based very heavily on relics from the, the lore of Star Wars. So we, we see that still playing into the story. We are talking earlier about the struggle between good and bad. And I just wanted to bring up that this is one of the things that I love about Star Wars. Uh, it's really storytelling at its core, the struggle between light and dark and the hero's journey to discover that. that the kind of story that's so entrenched in mythology really resonates with people at their core. And this is why it's such a beloved franchise. So when I see all this information coming out, I, just, I get I get so excited because I don't know Star Wars just makes me feel all giddy inside. So let's cap off let's cap off the whole EW article because um, we got some cool information on Han Solo's return to the big screen in both the Force Awakens and the Young Han Solo movie, being directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who directed Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street and Lego Movie. A big question 
for everybody is how young was Han going to actually be in this movie? Kathleen Kennedy said, he'll definitely be probably in the high teens, though 20s. We're not introducing you to a 10-year-old Han Solo. So we're not getting Han Solo the kid. We're getting late, late teens, early 20s Han Solo. So he'll already be the Han Solo that we know and love. Yeah. Hopefully even more of a kind of badass than he was in, in, in the OT. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you... F- we talked about it already, but... You excited for a young Han Solo movie? Like I said, I think it's one of those that has a, the potential to give you so much insight for a character that is already so beloved. You know what I mean? So this has the potential to make it so when you watch the older films, you have a history to attach to them, which is sort of eerie, and I love that, though. Right, I agree. I think it'll be cool. Hopefully they cast the right person for it. Um it's gonna all come down to casting I think if they can cast somebody who's believable and we believe is a young you know Harrison Ford Han Solo I think we'll be good yeah yeah so uh, just to cap it off again she said this about Han Solo about Harrison Ford's return to the set she said the minute Harrison and Chewie walked on board the Millennium Falcon that was incredible I'm sure every single person on the set was, was stunned I remember turning around and there must have been 200 people gathered behind me completely quiet I didn't even know they were there. The whole crew had stopped working, staring at the monitor because it was so iconic. Just reading that gives me goosebumps. I wanted to be one of the guys in the crew that goes. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Solo, ha- uh, Harrison Ford, ha- he's notoriously been reported to have a sort of hatred for the character. And, and he's always hated talking about it. But apparently when it came to The Force Awakens, he really embraced it and dived right in, which makes you really happy. And I witnessed firsthand at Comic-Con when he showed up. He really showed a reverence and respect for the character. That really took me back because of everything I've heard over the years. I can almost put money on the fact that he won't make it out of The Force Awakens, though. I I feel like he's going to die, Sergio. Okay, listen, you're a horrible person. Um, He's probably going to turn into a Jedi in real life, so he won't die. (laughs) He's not a Jedi. He hates the Jedi. Or he he hated the Jedi. He He hated the Force. So it'll be nice to have him in the Falcon. One last time. I hopefully not the last time. I'm, but I think I'm it's almost. Be the last if you're time. right about this, we may just get like a Furious Seven vibe going, where like if something tragic oh, no. happens, like they'll dedicate the movie to him, kind of thing. Let's hope not, dude, because I don't want to be the one, the podcast who calls that. Today at the D23 Expo, which we talked about, it's um pretty much a place where all the Disney characters go and drink. And it's like a club kind of environment. No, it's club, not. It's club a, Disney. It's a, yeah, <laughs> Club Disney for adults. No, so it is the expo. And uh, the Walt Disney Company chairman and CEO, Bob, how do you say this last, this, his last name? I always get it wrong. Uh, Iger. Announced to an audience of more than 7,500 fans that Star Wars themed lands will be coming to Disneyland parks in Anaheim, Calif. Calif, short for California, for those who don't know, and Disney <laughs> Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, Fla, and Fla is also short for Florida, allowing Star Wars fans to step into the stories from a galaxy which is not close, but far, far away. Too far, far is far extremely away. important, by the way. Um, plans to bring Star Wars to life in two parks include creating Disney's largest single-themed land expansions over at 14 acres each. Tran- and that explains why they bought that land, by the way. Transporting guests... Uh, Disneyland, yeah. correct. Transporting yeah. guests to a newer, uh, a never-before-seen planet, a remote, uh, remote trading port, and one of the last stops before Wild Space, where Star Wars characters and their stories come to life. What do you think? 
And this is why they've been gutting. I go, I'm a Disney annual pass holder, and, and every time I go to Hollywood Studios, like the last year, they gutted even more and more. They took out the Muppets, which was one of my favorite attractions. They're making space for I, the new Star Wars area. I will say, I dislike huge. I dislike that they cut these things, dude. There's rides that become that place becomes a museum with time, and when they cut these things, it just kills Agreed. me. But I feel like they make the Muppets, enough money. The Muppets hurt me a lot. I know. I, I mean, it's just the yellow. I'm not the yellow submarine. <laughs> the submarine Oof. ride they had back like in the 90s, was it or 80s? Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. I'm a in, huge uh, fan of that movie, and yeah. I always wanted to go to that, and it's gone. But um, like I said, I think um. This is something that, as a company who has a ton of money, they should be able to afford a bunch of land somewhere else and just do a straight-up Star Wars, like, an entire Star Wars-themed park where you can't go inside unless you have, like, clothes that suit the mood. <laughs> unless you're wearing, like, Jedi robes or, like, Jedi jeans. Iger, he said, look, he didn't say that. He said, we're creating a jaw-dropping new world that represents our largest single-themed land expansion ever, obviously 14 acres. Yeah. These new lands at Disney and Walt Disney World will transport guests to a whole new Star Wars planet, including, this is kind of exciting, an epic Star Wars adventure that puts you in the middle of a climactic battle between the First Order and the Resistance. So we're getting, like, new movie stuff in this park, yeah. which is going to be crazy. I'm guessing there's going to be a lot of, like, reenactments of the fights or something, you know? And so when you're sitting down eating your bird, or you can see all these people with lightsabers and like all these things like <laughs> battling it out fighting. and you're like oh my god I want some more fries and um these authentic lands will have two signature attractions including the ability to take the controls of one of the most recognizable ships in the galaxy the Millennium Falcon on a customized secret mission in an epic Star Wars adventure that puts guests in the middle of a climactic battle that's gonna be so extremely exciting we're gonna get to fly the Millennium Falcon in a, in a new ride. And I'm pretty sure everyone wants the same thing at this point. So there's some really cool new stuff too that you can go into really quick and then that's basically it for Star Wars Lens or whatever they're going to call it. Yeah, so at D23 they did announce a lot of things and today is the last day. Um, Sunday the 16th of August. Um, we will most likely not get anything as big as this but in case we do we will be updating that in a D23 special coming up next week. But what was announced yesterday was, as we mentioned, pretty much Star Wars experiences throughout both parks. And this this um, includes a number of things, such as Launch Bay, which is an interactive experience that takes guests into six of the films, including The Force Awakens. And then there's Seasons of the Force, which is a seasonal event. And that's pretty much, you know, it's a little shady to me, but we'll see where it leads to. Um <laughs> Tomorrowland in California and Hollywood Studios in Orlando will explore Star Wars through this specific event. And um, like I said, I think this is one of those things that when you go to the park, you can look forward to going those specific dates because of what's going on. Right. Yeah. And, and I, at least here in Hollywood, in, in Orlando, we already have Star Wars Weekends, so I'm wondering if this will be in addition to Star Wars Weekends or if it'll be a whole another thing throughout another part of the year. So mm -hmm. time will tell. Yeah. And then, of course, one, one of the things that I've been waiting for for so long is happening and that is a an update to Star Tours because it's been quite some time now, and um, that's extremely exciting. Well, we, to we me. had granted we had one in 2011. Yeah, but still, um, but I wanted Orlando, something where it was either update. expanded or larger, or they added to it, or they did something. I think I think they're gonna add they're they're gonna add stuff from the new movies. I'm I'm almost positive that's what we're gonna see because that ride's never long enough so. for me. So 
there'll be a lot more, especially going into Force Friday and the journey to the Force Awakens. You'll probably get a lot more of these, and we're gonna try to stay on top of everything and, and bring some goodies for you guys. So, so keep listening. Yeah, keep listening, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.